Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am very excited today, as always, because we have a really amazing entrepreneur on for you, as usual. And her name is Shyla Collier, and her business is called Premier Social Media. She's calling us from Arizona today. Shyla, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing super good. Thank you for coming on and for taking the time out of your day to come speak to my audience. I know you're going to have a lot of really great info for them. And so just really excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. So I told a little bit about who you are, but why don't you tell everybody out there what it is that you do inside of your business, who you help and all of that great stuff, how you got started. Yeah. So I've actually been an entrepreneur since I was a little tiny kid. <laughs> One of my first memories is selling Gatorade and, and we didn't ask for parents' permission. Um, but then we did like candy sales as kids and had machines and stuff. Then moving on to an Avon rep at 15, then a photography company at 18. And then I did my internship at 19 or 20. And then that turned into paid internship, teaching at the community college where I had my internship for marketing and PR, as well as then working my corporate job. And then they actually let me go with that and gave me a severance pay and were my first clients and told me to start a marketing agency, which was very interesting. That's where it went. And then one year prior to that, I started my networking groups. And then so in 2014, then Premier Social Media was made. And so we do all forms of online marketing. We specialize in social media management and training, website and graphic design, as well as the networking groups. But we really do everything and can help anyone at any price point nationwide. Amazing. I love it. Now, you mentioned being an entrepreneur from a young age. I feel like I had a similar story. I remember when we were kids, my sister and I would go out and we grew up outside of Chicago. So when it snowed, we would go shovel driveways and make 300 bucks in a day, which back in the 80s was pretty good money. And do the lemonade stand. I used to sell my extra baseball, basketball cards, same kind of story. Did you have anybody in your family that was also an entrepreneur that you got these ideas from or you just struck out on your own? So my dad is probably my inspiration of everything. He taught me a ton about money as well as business. He's He doesn't own his own company, but he's always been top in his company and overseeing lots of people. That's really where I got a lot of my business knowledge from. And then my mom owns little businesses too. Very cool. Great. I love it. Now, as far as the work you do right now with social media, I know that obviously, I feel like people are split. You have people who absolutely love using social media for their business to connect and to market. And then you have people who don't ever want 
to look at social media ever. Can you, for those people who are really not fond of social media, can you explain why it's so important that they include that as part of their marketing plan? Yeah. So really, I mean, the social media is where it's at. It's going to be your best way to make money for a small amount of money. And that's really where everything is turning. So you want to be with the times. And I've tried all kinds of marketing, mostly to tell my clients how it works, really all except for billboards, but we'll get to that one one day. But really between how I built my business was through social media and and networking mixed. So I think those two things are the top way to market your company now. And they're just so important because people expect you to be there. And if you're not there, you're not really credible either because they're going to look for you. Yeah, like back in the late 90s and early 2000s, when like you used to never have to have a website for your business. And now if people can't find you online, you might as well not exist, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the best ways entrepreneurs can leverage social media to get more eyes on their business right now? I know it used to be like super easy to just put up a Facebook ad and have everybody rush to what you're doing. And now like that market is so saturated and the prices have gone up. And so what are you finding is most effective right now? So I've never been the biggest fan of actual paid ads, especially on Facebook. So we more focus on organic. We teach all of it and we do all of it. But the organic approach is a a ton better because it's free, first of all. But if you actually know what you're doing, you're going to get a lot of return on putting a little bit of time in. And so as far as Facebook is my favorite. So I was one of the very first people on Facebook, as well as one of the very first pages on Facebook. So it is still my favorite, especially... Well, depending on your demographic, but if you have an older demographic, then definitely it's the place to be anyone 30 plus. But yeah, I highly suggest getting super plugged into the Facebook groups because that's really where it's at to get free marketing and put a little bit of time to get a lot of return. Awesome. And I think that's probably going to be a big relief to a lot of people who maybe stay away from social social media marketing because they have this idea that they are going to have to put a ton of money into ad spend. And we've all heard that horror story of that entrepreneur who spent $10,000 on ads and then didn't get a single client from it. And especially when you're a smaller business, like that kind of thing can totally kill your budget and throw your entire business in a loop. So what are the ways using the free social media marketing, like you said, in groups and on Facebook that entrepreneurs can come across authentically and actually get their message across? Because I know a lot of people who are on there and they're like, I post about my stuff all the time and I don't get any engagement and nobody's interested. So I think the best thing to do, another thing that we do for our clients is find leads. So those aren't just talking to someone, it's you actually finding people that want it. That's huge. And you can find leads in the groups. Of course, we teach this in our training and along with everything else. But um, looking for leads for people that actually want what you have is huge because you you could pull up leads for yourself all day, every day if you knew how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the great things about Facebook in particular. Personally speaking, I really don't like Facebook. When <laughs> the last business I had shut down, I got off of all social media. It was very nice and cathartic for me. And I was all like, I'm never going on social media again. And then I started a new business and oh crap, I've got to go back on social media. But at the same time, it's so useful because there still are 2 billion people on Facebook. It's like a quarter of the world that you have access to. So what with all of those people, what can you do to like make you stand out versus everybody who's already on there? Yeah. So I think a lot of it is based on your personal profile. So I would say 90% of my clients come from my personal profile rather than my business page. And lots of people are just 
focused on their business page, but that's not how Facebook works. They want to get to know you. They want to know that you're honest. They want to know that, you know, you care about your family or whatnot. So me, I mainly, I don't even really advertise via my personal page. I don't really put much about it at all about my business, but people just get to know me as a person. And then they see, cause I have it optimized as well for my business. So then they see what I do in that way. And then you're not always selling to them because you don't have to sell to them because they, they just like you as a person. So then they come to you for your services. I think it really gets back to that kind of no like and trust factor. As you said, Facebook pages, like business pages are not really a great way. They're a good thing to have so people can go and find out what you do, but it's not really a great way to connect with people on social media. And the whole idea of social media, right, is it's supposed to be social. Yeah. So all of those portions are so important. So your personal page is huge. And then, yeah, your business page, it is really important, but it's almost a secondary area for them to go to. So to be credible, we do need the business page, but both of those are just as important and lots of people are missing one or the other. Gotcha. Now, aside from Facebook, what are some of your favorite other platforms to use and what have your clients really found success with? So I love Pinterest. Most people just left that one off, but it's so important, especially to get your website found and to get found in the Google images search. That's huge. And, and no one really thinks of that one. So Pinterest, I would say is my second favorite. But then of course, Google my business. That one's a must. I don't know if I really consider that fully a social media platform, but more of a directory listing almost. But a lot of people don't think about the Google my business either, or they don't have it fully optimized. So it's not working for them, but you can get so many people to your website organically and, and business through the Google platform. So it's very important as well. Yeah, I love it. I think, like you said, that's something that most, that and Pinterest are things that most people don't mm -hmm. think about, don't talk about or spend much time on. And there's so much opportunity there. Would you touch a little bit on LinkedIn for me? Because I know a lot of our audience, because they are professionals, they use LinkedIn very heavily. So how, what's the best way you found to use that to leverage your story. Yeah. LinkedIn is great more for B2B. Obviously we know that, but definitely um, your personal profile is where that one's at for sure. I would still make the business page, but your personal profile is going to be again, where everyone comes from. So basically we can search for people in the field that are your power partners. So these would be people that offer a service that you don't offer. So like pretty much one of the only things we don't offer is like app development, for example. So then we could find a power partner on there, a bunch of power partners that are in, in app development, and then they can give us leads and we can give them leads. So searching for those power partners is huge on LinkedIn. And what I highly suggest is your main way of getting clients on there. Amazing tip. And now you've talked kind of a lot about how important it is to have your profile optimized. What are some of the things that you see entrepreneurs making mistakes with on their profile? Or what are a couple things that they can do to make their profile better and get more engagement? Yeah, so I'd say for Facebook, definitely you need to link your workplace to your page, your business page. And a lot of people neglect that one when someone can just go to your personal page and see that and go like your page. So that's probably the biggest thing, but also a way to throw in some more branding on there is for the featured photos. You can put your logo in the middle and then put two supporting pictures and of actually what you do. So they see it right when they come to your profile. And those are two of the ways that we optimize it. Gotcha. And what are some of the biggest mistakes? I would say forgetting that one portion is where someone works and especially if they own the company. But also the big mistake I would say, 
not really an optimization, but lots of people are just selling, selling, and no one wants to, no one wants to hear you selling. Then you lose a lot of friends or connections that way. And really on Facebook, you should only be selling to them on your personal page 20% of the time. And really what I say is don't really sell to them either. More if you're at a vendor event or a networking event, then you take a picture of that. And so it's just implied almost. And you could put your business on that, but don't be like, hey, do you want to buy marketing today or something like that? Yeah, I mean, there are so many marketing messages that everybody is bombarded with every day and that I, I feel like, for example, one of the things that I was told about podcasts is one of the biggest mistakes podcasters make is when they go and they put out to try to promote, it's always like, hey, I have a new episode, come listen. And then mm -hmm. it's crickets and they wonder why. And it's because while well, you're not engaging with people, you're just constantly selling and Right. People just don't really pay attention anymore because that's all they see everywhere. Exactly. And there was one company, a very large company, and people were always like posting the link all the time and stuff like that. And Facebook actually won't even let anyone from that company do anything on it after that happened. Because they, they were also like selling social media trainings, which was really weird because it was a company that sold health products. You do want to be careful with always selling to someone. And those people just took it to an extreme because that's what they were the multi-level marketing had told them to do. But then uh -huh. it really was a detriment to them in the end. Gotcha. Now I want to shift gears a little bit. You mentioned in the beginning that your father taught you a lot about money. Would you mm -hmm. talk to us about that a little bit? Because I know that I think for most people, we get almost no financial education from our parents, from school, from what we see out in the culture. So would you touch on that a little bit for us? Yeah. So I think that's actually one of the biggest things lacking in our world, actually. But yeah, we had a bank account super young. And I actually gave my son a bank account way earlier than I had mine. I had mine in like fourth grade, probably. But we were always like trying to make money, like I said, and then saving it. We always needed to save it. Our parents made us do that. As well as my parents always said, don't ever have debt. Don't ever have debt. Always pay everything in cash. And then your first car is paid in cash and your second car, third car, <laughs> pretty much most of them. I actually just now got a loan for the first time ever on a car. And it was to put me in that higher bracket that I always wanted to be in for credit. And it did push me up to the 800s. Yeah, I think that was huge. So I went into college and I paid it all in cash. I had no debt. And I, I worked six jobs to pay for that. And it was really rough. But I don't have any debt. And my parents really helped me with that portion as far as teaching me the non-debt aspect. And I think it's huge. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how even just the smallest amount of financial education can go a long way and really set you up for success. Now, yeah. as far as your business right now, what would you say your business biggest financial roadblock is? Biggest financial roadblock? I think expanding probably. I don't know if that falls into that, but I think like part of me wants to expand like very big because I could expand huge overnight, but I just really like to, first of all, give my clients my attention. So I do have a team, but I like to be the one that they come to and stuff like that. But hiring has been very complicated because I used to have multiple assistants like prior to COVID, but then it's very hard to scale because it's very hard to find good workers. So that makes it very hard in itself. But I don't know, I, I would say more the scaling aspect because I don't really want to go like huge overnight. I love being able to be here for my son. And so I'd say that's probably the big thing. And he said to me one day, like, why don't you want to be like, go daddy? And I'm like, no, I 
don't want to be there maybe after he's gone or to school or whatnot to college but I just want to be here for him and I would say that yeah that makes sense and I think one of the problem that a lot of companies run into is they get so focused on growth and getting as big as possible and unless you're set up to do that and you really know what you're doing you can grow too big too fast and then fall flat on your face yeah and that's what I'm scared of because I'm so honest with my clients and I always want to give them the attention that they need and do a good job for them so then unless you have those perfect workers in place, it makes it very hard to do that and give everyone the attention that they need. Yeah. And now you've touched a little bit already upon one of the great things about being an entrepreneur, and that is you get to decide where you spend your time and what you do with your time. And so I know you're talking about how you want to be able to spend time with your son and be there for him. Now, Assuming some point that you get to financial freedom in your business and you don't have to show up inside of your business except for doing the things that you want to do and you have as much money as you need and everything's taken care of, what will you do with your time then? Ooh, I don't even know if I could do that, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like the thought of not working is just weird to me. I feel like there would be not a purpose. Like my son is my purpose and my business is my purpose in life. I still feel like I would be overseeing even if I got to that big point because I love working. I do. I love helping people. And that's what drives me on this whole thing. You know, it's so awesome to see the business owner come from nothing to great things. And that really drives me. So I think I would always be pretty much fully involved. <laughs> Absolutely. I hear that a lot from entrepreneurs. They start a business because they're doing something that they love and they want to help people. And then you ask them, what would you do if you weren't doing this? And they say, well, I would probably just keep doing this if I didn't have to, because <laughs> exactly. it's what I love to do. So that's great. Now, as far as this year, do you have one sort of big initiative you're trying to get accomplished? Or what is one thing you'd like to see happen inside of your business before the end of the year? I think every year I just I hope that I go up 10% really. That's always the goal. So that's really all I have. I just always want to go up. So, and I, I don't think there's one main goal that I'm really working towards, but that's what I shoot for each year. Awesome. Very cool. And then on a personal level, do you have a, a personal financial goal right now? Like what's the main thing you'd love to accomplish there? Yeah. Um, now that I did get that car loan, I do want to pay that off within a year because I just want it to be done. And I feel weird having debt to be honest. And then paying off my house. And I've been doing real good with that. So I don't owe a ton there, which is awesome. But and it's good. They've gone up so much too. But yeah, I would just say paying off those loans since I'm not used to having them. Gotcha. Do you want to share with us what kind of car you got? Yes, I got a Cadillac ETS and it's souped up and super loud. <laughs> Very nice. I love it. Congrats on that. That's so cool. You know, it's been absolutely amazing having you on. You've shared a lot of value for our listeners. And so I really appreciate that. Now, for anybody who wants to find out more about Premier Social Media and who you are and what you do, where can they go to do that? Yeah, you can go to premiersocialmedia.com and Premier actually has an E on the end, but we did actually get the regular Premier too recently. Nice. I had tried to get that URL for years, but also on Facebook, we're super active and really all the social media platforms too. All right, Shaila, any other advice or anything that you would like to share with the audience out there? I would just say shoot for the stars. That's what I always say. You can do it. You're never too young young to do anything. If you start young, like I did, it, it makes it so much easier. Amazing. Thanks so much, everybody out there. Thank you for listening. 
And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please go subscribe if you haven't yet and leave us one of those five-star reviews. We really appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. And if you are also a six-figure online entrepreneur and you would like to come on the show to have your business and your story featured, we would love to talk to you. To do that, you can go to tyfpodcast.com. That's the letters tyfpodcast.com. Until then, we'll see you next time. Shiloh, thanks again. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also going to get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.